Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What does it mean to be black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as black experiences, you'll hear it means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. I remember this one time back when basic cable existed, uh, a YoPlay commercial popped up and it was Lisa Kudrow's voice. And she was she was the star of a YoPlay commercial. And I remember thinking, good for you, Lisa. Those that that that's a nice check. A national commercial like that. Good for you. A YoPlay. Everybody eats YoPlay. Everybody. Welcome to the podcast of our lives. I'm David Magadoff, and my co-host today is, as always, Claire Kramer. Hi, David. Hi, Claire. Uh, do you like what I did there? Because uh, our guest today is from the days of our lives. So I, I said the word podcast instead These of days. These are the days of our lives, like the grains of sand through an mm. hourglass. <laughs> That's the image, right? It's the sa- it's the sand. yeah, and yeah. the words <laughs> like <laughs> sands through an hourglass. Yeah. Yes. One of our producers grew up on the set of Days of Our Lives. So there's a lot of coming together today for this for this episode. It's a very good episode. It's a very exciting episode, a very friendly episode. It's very friendly. And our guest today is none other than Victoria Conifal of Days of Our Lives. She plays Clara Brady, and she just won a daytime Emmy for Outstanding Young Performer in a Drama Series. So very, very, very very exciting to have her. Claire, you and I met her at the Saturn Awards where yes, we just were. It, it was so fun. We got to sit with her throughout the whole evening. We presented, she presented. We kind of like had a great, great little banter going on. And I think Dave and I both immediately were like, she's a great podcaster. She needs, like, she's a great talker. She'd be great on the podcast. We need to have her on. And then when we found out her topic was Friends. Friends, as in the sitcom Friends. It was a no, it kind of like was a no brainer. I'm like, can you come on right now? Cause I want to talk about it right now. And we had the most wonderful conversation. You think you like friends. You are podcast listeners at home. You think you love friends. You know, people in your life who love friends. You've seen every episode. Just wait like four more seconds until this podcast begins. Enjoy. Victoria, would you let Chandler Bing? Pee on your foot. Oh my God. Um, what a question. Uh listen, if if he had to, if I had to, I would. But I do think that I'm confident in that I could pee on myself to get rid of the jellyfish. Like I would be able to cup it and then pour on whatever part of me is affected by the jellyfish sting. That's skills. Yeah. Listen, 
I've, I've, I've peed in a urinal before because I've had to. That was interesting. <laughs> that was an interesting feat of mine. The, I mean, I know this podcast isn't about the, the pee, pee cups, but they do now have pee cups for women. Where you can, wait, it's wait, like a little funnel. It's like a funnel. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Cheap. <laughs> yeah. it's like those little Dixie cups you drink out of that are like, you know, a triangle except no bottom. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Oh. I, I've watched Friends, but I have not seen that episode. Uh, and overall, let's just talk about what you're fanatical about today, Victoria and David, which is the sitcom Friends. And... Describe to us for anyone who doesn't know or may have not seen the show ever, ever, ever what it is that you love about Friends. Friends is the sitcom, the it sitcom. It's a story about six friends when uh, they are your family before you fully adult. So it's that like weird time in between after you go through school and before you find your own family or before you grow too old, I guess. And, and, and you just, you find your core group of family that isn't blood. The show is hilarious. This show, the writing is fantastic. The acting is fantastic. Uh, storylines, so heartwarming. they truly feel like my family and my friends when I watch it, uh, I guess, which is why I have it on literally 24 seven. I've been watching it on HBO nonstop since I got an account. I love that. You literally are watching it all the time you're away. It's like in the background, in the... Yep. I can pull up my HBO account and you can see that my current watchings are Friends and The Nanny. Okay. No. We'll have you back for The Nanny. We'll definitely do that at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a favorite season? mm, See, I love all of them for different reasons. Uh, I love... Season four, I think, because that's right after Ross and Rachel, spoiler alert, break up. And they have so much funny hatred for each other. And I love seeing them bully each other. It's great. So I think that, yeah, season four, four to five. It's, All of them. You can't make we, me pick. We, I, we're not making you. We're just asking. But but <laughs> it is nice to say which of your children is your favorite. I'm sure Claire loves doing that all the time. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) So, Victoria, can you tell us where it began? Because is your age such that you actually watched it ever live? Or no, has it all been reruns for you? I think I did watch it live. I'm I'm, I'm 25, so I I think I I made the cut when I was younger. My dad had a habit of playing TV as we fell asleep. So I would watch it. I would watch it on Nick at Night. Right, super healthy. Carry that tradition on till now. That's why I'm never uh, fully rested. Um, But I would watch it growing up as a child, as a young kid. I remember friends always being on and loving it from from a very young age. Uh, I I didn't understand a lot of the jokes as much as I do now. So as an adult, it's really nice and refreshing to watch the reruns. But yeah, uh, I've always loved it. I definitely agree with you. It's one of those shows that you can watch when you're younger and you can appreciate and it's funny. But then when you get older, you're like, uh, every moment's like, a, oh, now right. I get it. <laughs> right. And then you start relating to the characters. Yes. And, and yeah. Well, you're kind of like in that friend's moment in your life right now. You're kind of like there right now living like. That's it. In, yeah. They in, were all in the apartment hanging out at Central Perk. So which mm-hmm. which character do you affiliate, I guess, the most with? <sighs> okay. 
As much as I love Rachel, not her. She is far too spoiled and she comes from money and, and she's she's too much of a priss. Uh, love her to death. I honestly think I identify the most with Phoebe because she's a little weirdo. She's super spiritual. Um, she plays the guitar. She's she's fearless. She's confident. And uh, I just love how how crazy she is. And and I, I definitely feel like I identify with a lot of her energy. Did you ever so, have, did you ever Phoebe, carry your brother's three children inside of your belly? <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, can't Can't say that I've ever experienced that. Can't say that I ever will. Love my brother, not that much. <laughs> there's time, um, there's goals you can write down, squad goals. <laughs> listen, we'll have to have it. We'll have a discussion at the next Great. family meeting. <laughs> I love yeah. that you have family <laughs> meetings, by the way. <laughs> of the three boys, which of the three boys do you like? Because that's like, we all know the question of, yeah, who are we? What friend character are we? And yes, I'm actually right. shocked you said Phoebe because I think a lot of people don't say Phoebe. I think usually women, it's either Monica or Rachel because Phoebe is so wacky. Right. So I love that you love yeah. Phoebe. But of the boys, did any of them irritate you or did you love them all the most? Uh, Ross irritated the hell out of me. As an adult, I can appreciate his comedic expertise. He for sure is very meticulous in his delivery. But as a character, he's really annoying. I Joey is my favorite. Joey is my favorite of the boys. I'm a big Joey stan. Also, Joey was on Days of Our Lives and I'm on Days of Our Lives. And that's really pretty cool. That's that's like a that, that sells it for me completely. I remember I was watching it uh, for the first time after I booked the show, and he had a scene as Dr. Drake Ramore where he was kissing a woman in a coma, and that was actually the woman who plays my mother on the show. Like they got real days actors to go on the show and play themselves. That is and genius. So I'm like I'm working with my mother that week, right? So I'm I'm filming scenes with Christian Alfonso. I'm watching Friends, folding my laundry. I do a triple take. I'm like, wait a minute. Is Joey Tribbiani kissing my mother? Is Joey Tribbiani kissing my mother? Oh my God. Freaked out. Yep. Oh, Victoria, <laughs> you nailed that. You nailed that whole That's like the best story I've ever heard. <laughs> oh Was there a favorite episode that comes to mind? The Thanksgiving episodes are pretty great. Uh, I can't give you a favorite episode, but there is a favorite moment that makes me laugh hysterically with my gut and all of my abdominal muscles. The moment where Joey has, or no, Monica has a turkey on her head and she's dancing for Chandler because he just told her he loves her and she freaked out and she's trying to make it up to him or whatever. And she's dancing with sunglasses on the turkey's head and it's fully she's submerged in the turkey and Joey, <laughs> Joey turns the corner and he sees a dancing turkey and just screams. I don't know why, but that he's like, ah, ah, and I have no idea, but that moment just, I can feel it in my belly button every time. So here's, I, I love that moment too. Their Thanksgiving episodes are the best. The one where Joey has the maternity pants. And he's like, oh my God. Like, These are what I wear when I, you know, they right. keep expanding. Right. <laughs> um, but what is it about watching a show like Friends at this time in your life? And I remember watching it when I was your age and feeling the same way of like, that is like my life happening right now, you know? And and when you get together with your friends, which are your family at this age, like, do you feel 
you know, all these relationships? And do you feel like in 20 years you'll be able to look back and be like, there were these moments, these same moments that I saw portrayed on television were in my own life? For sure. For sure. I hope that as I grow older, you know, I, nothing is guaranteed. I have no idea what my life is going to look like, but I hope that I can still maintain those friendships because I do have some wonderful people in my life and we have those amazing moments. We do have friends giving together. We do have, you know, especially out here, my family isn't here with me. I'm from New York originally. So I moved out here alone. I had to find people to call my family. So they're really my family. So sometimes when I can't go home for Thanksgiving, I'll have my friends come over or I'll go over to someone else's house and, and we'll just create those moments for each other. And, and I think it's really special. And there's just so much comfort in watching friends. Also, personally, my father passed away a couple years ago and Matt LeBlanc's portrayal of Joey Tribbiani is very similar to like the way my father talks or talked, the way he dressed. They're very similar. So watching the show, in addition to everything that I've loved about it already, now I'm rewatching it and I'm like, oh my God, like Joey is a lot like my dad. So I, lo- I love watching it for so many reasons, but that one is a newfound one. Uh, Friends is a show that keeps on giving for me. Like there, it, it never stops. I, I like that now you've made that connection. And so technically your mother kissed your father. Oh, there you go. <laughs> David, I can't with that comment. (laughs) You know what, though? Everything you're saying about this show, as I'm thinking about it in my own mind, you know what else is like absolutely perfect, other than the casting, which we've talked about, the writing, the storylines, is the theme song. It is the perfect theme song. Does it drive you crazy, Victoria, or are you in love with it every time you hear it? Does it make you happy? I am in love with it every time I hear it. I do skip it if I can, uh, just because I know it so well. But, um, it's, I don't think he can ever annoy me. And it's kind of an annoying song when you think about it in hindsight. If I just heard it on its own, I'd be like, all right, like Alexa, play next, you know? But because it is what it is. Oh, yeah. Alexa, yeah now your Alexa's going to go, go, look, heard go it. looking for that. Sorry, sweetheart. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> how, about the, how about the umbrellas in the fountain? Do you think you'd ever want to do that just for fun? Yeah. I have. Oh, <laughs> I have yeah? done that. <laughs> yeah. Not with an umbrella, but I've definitely jumped in many a fountain. In have you ever head. passed by the one? It's the one in Burbank. It's the WB lot, I think. It's not. I think you can like walk up to it. I don't think that's that crazy. I've never taken a tour of the set. I've never done any of that, which is crazy. I think you can drive up to that right fountain like off of Buena Vista Street in Burbank in California. So everyone listening, if you ever come here, it's not you don't even have to get on the <laughs> tour. You can star map it, find that fountain and probably take a dip. I think it's really not crazy. I will take a dip and I'll document it and yes. send it over to you guys. Please Thank do. You. <laughs> Thank you. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. 
So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. So you said Phoebe is like definitely who you affiliate with. Do you have other friends in your own life who you're like, that's my Joey, that's my Rachel, that's my, you know... Yes, I have a Monica Phoebe hybrid. Okay. One of my best friends. Yes. Uh, I have a full blown Monica, like Monica, Monica, Monica. Um, I don't really have a Rachel. That's good, though, because huh. you don't really like Rachel. I don't really like Rachel. I mean, no, I love Rachel. She's she's a sweetheart. She's a lovely girl. But I, I just she she's not gritty enough. I like I like my friends and my people to have to be a little bit tough. I like them with street smarts and she's, she's a little bit of a dudette. I don't know. Um, love her. No hate to Rachel Green, but, um, yeah, I think I mostly have Monica's and Phoebe's in my life. That's fun. Are there people in your Which life, is great. uh, parents, friends, dates, boyfriends, what have you, who you gravitate if they love the show too, or are you like, yeah, well, now that you're in my life, you have to watch this as well. <laughs> and how do they feel about that? And how do you feel about that if they don't like friends? Um, so I, I'm very much the type of person that's like, we do not have to agree. We do not have to love the same things. Um, of course, it's lovely when I make that connection. Uh, one of my best friends is also obsessed with friends. Mm. And once we found that out about each other, I, we made it like four months into knowing each other without bringing it up. And she was like, babe, I'm a friends fanatic. And I'm like, no, 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 babe. I am too. <laughs> and then we started like quoting at each other. Now we make the references and we get it. It definitely adds an element to the friendship, but it is not make or break for me. It's not like if you don't love friends, then you can't be in my life. I respect you. You can, you know, you may have bad taste in sitcoms, but hey, I still love you, you know. <laughs> uh, but the mutual love of friends is is it definitely adds an element of uh, just commonality, just something fun. You know what I miss? I miss um, this is definitely going to age me, but I miss like live television where you didn't watch a show through DVR. You didn't watch their streaming platform mm -hmm. because, for example, the great combo was Seinfeld and Friends. So, mm -hmm. you know, you want, and of course, Seinfeld started airing, I believe, before Friends and then Friends mm -hmm. was added in and that was like how they boosted that show and it was great. I miss that though. I miss that about mm -hmm. streaming is you don't find those little other gems that people are gonna, you know, think, oh, well, because you like Seinfeld, you're definitely gonna like this other show that takes place in New York with people right. that are a little bit younger, you know? Right, right. But speaking of age and characters, were you happy with the 10-year evolution of all the characters, especially Phoebe, let's say. She took an interesting journey over the over the decade. I I ultimately am happy in 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 how Phoebe's life turned out because she never felt forced. She was very, you know, um independent and just she loved being herself. And there was no mold that she felt like she had to fit in. She didn't feel like she needed to be the wife. She didn't feel like she had to be the soccer mom with the van. Uh, and she ended up falling in love with Mike and found that part of herself, but it was fully up to her. 
And she made that evolution on her own. I actually heard this one conspiracy theory about friends that absolutely shattered my heart. So you know how Phoebe plays the guitar and she has her case and she asks for money because she's so wacky. The conspiracy theory is that she is uh, mentally ill and that, right. And that she is not actually a part of the friend group. She's looking at the friend group through the cafe, through the window of the cafe. So she's out there playing guitar and she sees her reflection. So you know how they're like, oh, she has a twin sister, Ursula. Her twin sister is actually her reflection. And she's just imagining herself in the lives of these friends that she's observing. Oh my God. It's the Saint Elsewhere. Like it's Mm. the Saint Elsewhere theory, but what Mm -hmm. was proven to be fact taken Mm. on to put projected onto friends. I don't know. How dare they ruin that for me? I'm just going to pretend like I no, never heard it. It's no, just a oh, oh, don't, yeah. You're fine, Victoria. Everyone listening to this is fine. <laughs> I love that there's just so many people out there who are such huge fans of this show that they're coming up with their own fan with fiction like and that. ideas because why not? We're all bored yeah. and we just went through a giant pandemic where we were sitting at home watching right. Friends day after day. So <laughs> no, she was there. She was a real person. She was there. And they all loved her and yes. she loved them and they added so much to each yes. other's lives. She was not just imagining. No, but I, I do want to hear other weird conspiracy theories from then on. I'm sure there's plenty of wacky. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty. But that one stuck with me because that one yeah. hurt. Yeah, that hurts. That's painful. Well, let yeah. us be here That's to say uh, no to that. We reject that and we accept you. I'll just cuddle my Hugsy, oh, the bedtime that penguin. penguin. Yeah. She's holding a penguin right now with a lot of USC this is, colors. This is a character on Friends. The penguin? Oh, yeah. This is, this is Joey's penguin. Oh, yeah. I love it. Hugsy, the bedtime right. penguin pal. Uh, you the are a fan, Victoria. Pal. I love friends. <laughs> so if you had to write, like, based on your life, let's say I'm going to be like, now, in addition to be a, you know, Emmy Award winning actress, you get to be a writer and you get to write your own version of friends now. What would that be okay. for you and your friends? Me and my friends. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> we would all be a lot louder and a lot more obnoxious. <laughs> Not I'm had- more clubbing. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, no. Not even that. Just like being wild and crazy. I grew up in New York too. uh, So I, I, my friends and I, especially the ones that I grew up with in New York, the ones that I've known since I was 13, 14, um, we're loud when we get together. So whether we're just eating or getting coffee or whatever, uh, as old as we get, we'll never lose that like childlike high school ratchetry that we love so much. It would be pretty similar uh, if it were based, you know, on my life. I think that maybe I would incorporate long distance into the show somehow. Maybe one of the characters lives in Los Angeles instead of New York uh, because maintaining friendships with a distance like that and, and only seeing them three, four times a year, you know, it's hard. And it's a true testament to to real friendship and, and how we feel about each other and and the support and the connection we have. Um, so I'm interested to see how I would incorporate that element in my little TV show if I were to write one. Incorporating friends separated and still maintaining that love for each other no matter what. That's interesting. Yeah, because technology, I mean, basically when Friends was on, they didn't. we didn't really have, we had Skype, I think, maybe, but that maybe. was it, you know? Yeah. MySpace, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Victoria, we're Ross and Rachel on a break. 
Oh, we were on a break. Yeah, they were. They were. They were. She said a break from us. That is a break to me. Was it commendable what he did? No. Sleeping with a you know, random person at, two hours after a breakup, but it was a breakup. And we all deal with heartbreak in different ways. Um, Rachel did say the words, I want to get back together. Can I be your girlfriend again? That was a question. It wasn't a given. Mm -hmm. She came to his apartment and she asked, can I be your girlfriend again? I'm sorry, Rach, babe, you were not on a break where you, you were on a break. You don't have to be happy about it. No one's happy about it. We're all disappointed as hell in Ross, but technically he didn't do anything wrong. They absolutely were on a break. Victoria. I was excited about this podcast today and I'm like a lot of people like friends and I'm really excited. I knew you you were going to like friends. You really love friends and this is I do. very fun. I have a rapid fire for you. Are you ready? So <laughs> okay. just a quick like one sentence how you feel when I say something. Okay. Ugly naked guy. Love him. Love how liberated he feels. I it's his apartment. He can do whatever he wants. Pivot. 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 Why didn't you just pay for the delivery fee? Ross, you are such a little cheapo. <laughs> Marcel the monkey. Deserves better. <laughs> he, he does not need to be in New oh. York City. He's a monkey. He deserves better. <laughs> and he better. did. He ended up at the San Diego Zoo, right? He did. And he ended up being a movie star. Season one. Isn't it wild that Marcel <laughs> was in season one, by the way? That feels <laughs> yes. like a season eight type move. Season one. Right. Uh, all right. Smelly Cat. Uh, classic. It's a classic tune. Um. Mm. It's a go-to smelly cat. And it, it it's so deep when you think it's about it. It is representative of the people in the world who are considered the smelly cat and and they're brushed aside and not loved. It's, it's a testament to anti-bullying, in my opinion. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. That's how it ends. It's not. Uh, it's not <laughs> uh, how about Joey not sharing his food? I get it. Listen, <laughs> I'm a share bear. I share. But hey, man has his boundaries. Rude, it's rude of them to try to push his boundaries. He has one rule. He'll buy you anything on the menu. Just ask for it. His one boundary is please don't eat my food. I think it should be respected. How you doing? How you doing? I think that's written on one of the um, welcome signs into Brooklyn. When, I, when you're on like the BQE or the Long Island Expressway, it's like, welcome to Brooklyn. How you doing under me? I love oh, that's it. Awesome. When Rachel and Joey dated. <laughs> unnecessary forced and weird nobody needed that joey loving rachel and her not loving him back love that character development for him but then mm, they brought them together and it was very awkward to watch and they knew it because their relationship lasted all but one episode it's true which is kind of true to life though in those situations i mean sure. if your group you know there is a lot of like overlap when you're that age with a group of friends and so sometimes sure. it happens where the overlap happens and then people are like that should not have happened let's just turn away and move on and that's mm. kind of how they handled it mhm mm yeah mm -hmm. they were very mature about it i appreciate them uh but th that was one of the things where i think that was the only part of the storyline where it took me out of the show and it had me thinking Oh, the writers were trying something. Before that, it was always Ross, Rachel, Monica, Phoebe, Chandler, all of them. That was the one moment where it pulled me out and I was like, huh, the writers really didn't have anything better to do. It felt forced. <laughs> Their time. The other it stuff did. felt more organic. Yeah. 
Uh, last sure. one, Monica and Chandler first getting together in London town. I love that. That was a great, I don't know. That was a beautiful uh, relationship. I think it makes a lot of sense. They do love each other and they balance each other out really well. I think they have a very healthy dynamic. And Chandler always had a bit of a crush on Monica and they always had lovely chemistry uh, you know, he did pee on her. That's love. That's love. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was able to, he was relaxed enough to pee. Have you ever he, tried to pee on someone? No. And I don't David? think I, I ever want to. <laughs> and I, well, we know Victoria's Looking got her you, own David. self going there. She's got a whole strategy. <laughs> Victoria's already let us know she would pee yeah. on herself, but you know. Yeah. All right. I got one final, final, final one. Ross's music. Oh, a testament to why I dislike his character. He is so cocky. He thinks music and art is up for interpretation, right? I'm sure someone can appreciate it. Phoebe appreciated it. Uh, Someone out there would like his music. The way that he is so cocky and he thinks he is the new freaking Mozart is like, come on, man, get off your high horse. You did it in college for two months. Get over yourself. You're a paleontologist. Stick to dinosaurs. (laughs) <laughs> who's the who's the best guest star? And there have been many between the Paul Rudds, the Reese Witherspoons, Brad Pitt, Tom Selleck. Wow, yeah, Tom Selleck's a great one. Richard is everything. Oh, dang. Okay. Um, I think was it Jennifer Coolidge who was on? And she played that friend that spoke like this. And she was like, oh, that's positively ghastly. Oh, look at me. Look at my, look, I've never taken any professional dance training. Like she, I I feel like that was Jennifer Coolidge. I don't know. I think Winona Ryder was great being um, Rachel's Rachel's secret love. Yeah. From college. Reese Witherspoon is fantastic. And I've seen interviews from her uh, actually at the, Friends reunion special on HBO. Um, And though she was thriving in her career at that time, she fangirled and she was so excited that they asked her to be on the show. And I love knowing that and watching it because to me, I'm like, oh, it's Reese Witherspoon, the absolute superstar getting another job. But to her, she was giddy, giddy like a child. Uh So that knowing that I love watching her performance. Speaking of the reunion, did you did you watch? Did you enjoy I cried mm. many <laughs> times. Hugsy was with me the entire time. I have a mug that says Central Perk on it. Uh, drank my tea out of that for comfort. It was heaven. Um, I, I, I'm really happy with the way they handled it. I do not want them to film a reboot, you know, all the characters now. I think that they made a great decision handling the reunion the way it was. Because I don't know what I was expecting. I didn't know if it was going to be a TV show. They kept it very mysterious. So I'm very happy with, with it being what it was. They filmed in front of the fountain. They brought back some of the characters. Um, they had a fun little fashion show with some of the show's most iconic outfits. Um it really paid homage to the show in a beautiful way. Uh, loved learning that that Jennifer and David Schwimmer had a little bit of a romance yeah, in season one. Sweet. I thought that was so sweet. Um, it was everything I needed and more. And, and after it was over, like I remember pausing it to go pee at some point. 
not on myself, not on my jellyfish sting, but in the toilet. Um, not, not through a funnel. Not, not through a funnel, <laughs> not in a urinal, in my little normal, regular, regular toilet. Um, and I remember seeing that it was there. I had 30 minutes left. And I remember taking a moment and being like, really be in the moment, Victoria. You only have 30 minutes left to watch this for the first time. This is a gift. I remember having to like talk myself down. Good for um, you for being present. And I actually... I don't think that's weird at all. I totally get that because you've been waiting for so long for this thing to happen. And yeah. and once it's done, you once can't it's watch done, it it's again done. for yeah. the first time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Good it's for so you good. for being I'm present. I'm going to rewatch the reunion. Thank you. I try. I try my best. Uh, it is Jennifer Coolidge. Our producer confirmed that, by the way. Thank so, you. It which, is Jennifer Why should Coolidge. we have doubted? You've been right about everything else you've said about this show. <laughs> <laughs> Do you follow the careers of these actors outside the show now? Or are they pretty much the characters for you? That's the love. It's not so much I need to follow, you know, Courtney Cox's career the last 10 years. Or As an actress, I like to appreciate them for who they are. I would hate it if I was on this super popular TV show and for the rest of my life. I was just known as that character. Um, so I, I, I do like to see them as artists first, but when they're on the show, I don't even see the actors at all. I fully see the characters and that is it, which is why I think I'm so passionate about it. I, I see the characters as fully developed people with their own array of emotions, their own psychological issues. And and um, I, I, I really maybe my sense of reality is warped when I watch the show. Cause I see them as reality. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember this one time back when basic cable existed, uh, a yo play commercial popped up and it was Lisa Kudrow's voice. And she was, she was the star of a yo play commercial. And I remember thinking, good for you, Lisa, those, that, that, that's a nice check. A national commercial like that. Good for you. <laughs> A yo play? Everybody eats yo play. Everybody. Everybody eats ha- have yo Have you play. ever met any of them in real life? No. <laughs> I, I don't know how I would handle meeting them. Victoria, I met Jennifer Aniston working on the morning show. And I just want to tell you. She's lovely. As, huh? as, as, as I can be a somewhat of a bridge. She is as nice and as kind mm. and, and as anxious, adorably so, as Rachel Green mm. and... I also met Reese too, and ah. she's also nice and kind and sweet. Right, because the yeah, they're both on the morning show. Hello. Yeah. Um, so just know that you can think well of your of one of your friends at least, because she is great, and you can meet your heroes sometimes. I know she. I know she's wonderful. Um, I work with her father. He plays my grandfather on the show, mm-hmm. John Aniston. So he doesn't talk about her much. Um, he makes that very clear that he doesn't want to speak about her because she is a superstar. So he, he wants to leave her out of the conversation. But there was this one time that I was wearing my friend's t-shirt and I didn't know he was going to be at work. And he passed by me. He looked at me and he laughed in like this deep, deep stoic belly laugh. He went, Oh, 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 oh. he kind of talks like that. And that's his resonance on the show. So um, that was fun. Also one of our stage managers at some point, uh, you know, those um, clips that they use to uh, keep scripts together, they're called brads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of our stage managers uh, back before COVID had this little dish 
and she had a label on it that said the Brad pit because it was a pit and we would put all of our brads in there so we could recycle them. Uh, and John was not a fan of that. John did oh. not like that. There was a Brad pit <laughs> every time we had to walk on the set because it was right in front of the stage doors. Uh, that's just his a little born, funny. His former tidbit. son-in-law. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let, yes, I know. Yes. Let me paint Awkward. a picture for you. Um, Central Park, all the characters there, Joey, Chandler, Ross, the ladies, you get to play a character in an episode that is yet to be written, but it's in the middle of like the original decade of Friends. So go back in time. What is Season your, four. What is your episode, Victoria? Oh, I know who I am. Oh, I know who I am. Great. Okay. So I walk in. I'm all cleaned up. I'm, I'm, I'm business savvy. I, I, I look like a million bucks. Joey hits on me and I immediately am like, ew, no. How am I doing? Not fine for you. Uh, but then Phoebe recognizes me because she and I grew up in the streets together. So mm. back in the day before I cleaned my life up and I got a job on Wall Street and I'm doing my business lady thing, she and I used to mug people together. So there's that one episode where Phoebe figured out that she mugged Ross at some point. I was her partner in crime. We were each other's Bonnie and Clyde and she sees me and we have a blast and and uh, maybe we partake in some fun criminal activity together. I don't know, but I definitely know Phoebe. Joey hits on me and Chandler tries, but doesn't even have the uh, confidence to walk up to me as it normally. I love it. I I love it. it. It's that's my favorite episode. (laughs) Thank you. It's mine now too. I will take a favorite. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. Thank you for that question. I've never even thought about that. And I love having that thought. That is it's a, awesome. It's yeah. a great question. It's a great answer. Uh, Victoria, if you could speak a love letter to friends, would you do us the honors? Dear friends, thank you for being a staple in my childhood. Thank you for being so reliable and dependable. You always make me feel good. You always make me smile. Um, you are the only show that has ever aired, that I've watched every episode of at least 60 times. I don't know. I know all about you. I love you. I'll never stop loving you. Love, Victoria. Mm. I love it. The one where Victoria came on to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You're speaking my language. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, 
the way car buying should be. Claire, have I ever told you about the time I was on the set of Friends? No, but I can't wait to hear. Should, is this a good time? It's a great time. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm ready. Uh, good. Uh, so I was at USC at the time, and my friend was taking a course from the first AD, first assistant director of Friends, and it was the final season of the show. And he said, the whole class is coming to set. Do you want to come watch an episode and then hang out? I'm like, sure. And so I'm there. It's freezing cold. If you've ever been to a sitcom taping, it's freezing because they want to keep you nice and happy. They're Awake. giving out pizza, <laughs> a lot of pizza. There's, you know, the warm-up comic who's making people or trying to make people laugh, right? And have you ever done a sitcom taping? Yes. yes. Yes, I have. Yeah. And my friend is a great warm-up guy who I've worked with a lot. Um warming people up at events. And so anyway, yes, it's a whole experience. It's freezing. It's like a casino, but it's fun. It is. And you're not losing money. <laughs> you are traveling. There are no windows and you they desperately want you to laugh at whatever is about to be on set. And there they were, the friends all in person for that is how a friend's taping should go. And it was great and it was fun and it was very special. But then something at the happened at the end where they said, hey, do you want to come down on the stage? And we all were, of course, yes. And I'm playing foosball where Joe, me and my buddy were playing foosball like Joey and Chandler. I'm sitting on the couch and it just felt very, very weird and visceral and fun and special. And I still have those, those photos still to this day. And it really was so bizarre to step into a television set, to step into this iconic thing. And yet it also felt very, you know, it takes away a bit of the luster, going to be honest, because you do, everything is extra special when you're looking at it through a TV set and you've never been there. But then when you step there, you're like, oh yeah, this door works like a door. That fridge opens and it's a fridge. You know, everything's a little smaller, but just to have the memory of it and knowing that you never get to go back and so few people have ever been on that stage. Oh, it's, well, it's a treasure. I totally, I mean, I know what you mean. And the the great thing about television and the interesting thing about television versus film is you're actually welcoming those characters and those people into your home. You know, when you go see a movie, you're, you're in a movie theater. Yes. It's 90 minutes, you know, two hours. And your suspension of disbelief is there and you're watching. But when you're watching a sitcom, especially, you know, now that it's syndicated and as we know from Victoria, you can watch it episodes up to 60, 70 times each, which she has. These people are in your home. They're in your bathroom with you while you're getting ready. They're in your living room. They're in your kitchen while you're cooking dinner. And you really are integrated in a unique way into the storyline and into like the whole feeling of like actually, you know, feeling like you know these people. And so I think that's my takeaway more than anything is, you know, as an actress, doing television can be really impactful because you get these relationships that you don't necessarily develop with your audience in film. Yes. Yes. There is a there is a place in people's hearts a deep place in people's hearts, especially for these iconic shows. Mm -hmm. It's very, very special. And I think a lot of actors sometimes don't get it and they want to move on to a different project. But I think the actors who actually embrace those fans, I think it's a beautiful thing because uh, I think it's actually the healthiest way to go because, you, sorry, you were on that show for a long, long time and you affected people. So to just act like, oh, why do these fans 
deal this way. You know, it seems like, you know, seeing Matt LeBlanc on that HBO reunion special, that looks like a guy who's very comfortable with himself. And I, yes. I hope I hope he is as comfortable with himself and happy with how Friends is and who he is, because that's that's what at least he showed. And I think that's the way to go. I think that's the way to go when you're on a show like that. Oh, definitely. I mean, I remember one just like footnote on that. Dennis Franz, you know, the great character actor who, you know, NYPD Blue. NYPD Blue and other other also cop shows where he played cops and detectives. He was once asked in an interview, like, hey, don't 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 you feel bad? You've been stereotyped as like a cop or detective. He's like, no, it's my lifeline. It's why I'm working is yeah. because people see me and they believe that from me. So it. You know, as an artist, you have to be willing to lean into that, I think. And they're perfect examples. Paul McCartney enjoys playing Let It Be. And I'm so glad, Mm -hmm. (laughs) as he should. Uh, Absolutely. We made a friend today in Victoria. Claire, you are still my friend. And now we have, I guess, a third friend. And then. Who, who knows? We got to build out our, 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 you know, sitcom a little bit, but we're starting. We're, we're starting. starting, David. <laughs> we're there. Uh, well, guys, thanks for tuning in as always. What a pleasure. You are our friends and we love you. Thanks for journeying with us. We will never let you down. Uh, we will always be there. Uh, <laughs> always be around. <laughs> uh, always be around. And uh, please like and subscribe and follow and all the things. Share. Tell a neighbor. Tell your friends about the Fanatics podcast. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week as we do. Bye-bye. And guys, before you go, next week on Fanatics, one of my very good friends and favorite people, Nikki Deloach, who you, of course, know from Awkward, um, every Hallmark movie ever in the entire world. And she was on the original Mickey Mouse Club with Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake and Christina Aguilera. Just name dropping a few names there. Anyway, she's coming on to talk about her fanaticism for The Real Housewives of Atlanta, of Beverly Hills, of the OC, of New York, of anywhere else. And it is a great episode. So be sure to tune in. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Victoria, Victoria, what are you watching? Victoria, Victoria, we know that it's friends. (laughs) We just talked about that for like 35 minutes. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Enhance your listening experience with Wondry Plus. Enjoy ad-free listening, exclusive content, binges, and more. Join Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or on Apple Podcasts.